0: Hello and welcome. To the 13th episode of the third ever season of the Plebs on Footy podcast. I am your host, Rory O'Kane. And as always, I'm joined by Scott Fotheringham.
1: Episode 13, that's a bit worrying. We, yeah. Our worst episode ever. Was was it first season episode 13 or last season? I, think, I don't remember. I think remember. it was. First, I don't remember. It that was, was the most miserable podcast ever. And, you know, I'm a little bit worried this one as well. I mean, why are we even here? This yeah, isn't it.
0: Neither of our teams exactly. played. And let's be honest, that's all we ever talk about anyway. Uh, we've already had a stuff up with the first take of recording, um, oh, and I just am a bit blocked up in the nose as well, so nothing's going right.
1: Look, let's be honest here. This isn't a general football podcast. We just talk about Melbourne and North Melbourne, so I have no idea what we're doing here. But you know, we'll do our best for the for the loyal listeners.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. But well, um, well, there is a question everybody wants us to answer, so that'll probably be what the pod revolves around. So other than that, just race through some football with some inane advice
1: about how things happened? It actually was a, a good week of footy. There was a lot of good games. I mean, we're obviously just getting to gold jacket, green jacket, but, you know, it was one of those ones where I sit down and I punch the numbers into the for and I'm thinking... Wow, there weren't a lot of bad games. There's one obvious one which got, yeah. it, but we'll, we'll get to that. And
0: incredibly, collectively, we kind of watch them all too. So that's a big change, big upswing, kinda.
1: And you're <laughs> going to become I'm an sure.
0: expert on football again, and actually justifies having a podcast now that you Exa- up.
1: Yep, exams out of the way. It's just all I'm going to do all weekend. He's is now just officially watch a lawyer. Well I'm not I'm not quite there but you know I'm on the track but anyway uh, onto gold jacket green jacket sure thing everyone's favorite segment with the the title derives from the line and happy Gilmore gold jacket green jacket who gives a shit and we give three 2 one votes for the most meaningless games of the round and good round this one uh, one vote wasn't wasn't that meaningless it's actually Hawthor- a pretty interesting game yeah Hawthorne defeated Adelaide by fifty six points I mean it was a it was a boring margin. The game was over early. Everyone was watching the soccer.
0: Uh, but yeah, this was the game we didn't watch. We will put that disclaimer. Yeah, on. but
1: there's still a bit to kind of talk about around it because I mean, there's a lot of pressure on the Crows at the moment.
0: Mm, yeah, they're just their is shock, really, isn't it? It's hard to
1: come uh, back. No, nah, we had this argument last week. I don't think they're quite out of it, but they've got. I think they've got a tough few games out of them. They've got like West Coast, Geelong, and. Someone else good. They've got a really tough year. So they they need to really lift soon. And things we're starting to hear, I never know how much to read into Mm. all this stuff about off-field stuff, about this camp, which was apparently the the worst thing that a football club's ever done. They're making it sound like a concentration camp. But
0: now don't you feel so glad that Melbourne didn't go on your camp? I mean, this could have happened to you. This could have been you.
1: Well, I mean, kind (laughs) of. Like, I almost am thinking that. I'm going to be fascinated if stuff comes out about this camp. I I just can't see that in the modern day an AFL club could do stuff as bad as people are making it sound like. It's crazy.
0: Yeah, their draw is atrocious, by the way. It's West Coast, Richmond, Geelong.
1: How many of them are at home? Uh,
0: two. Uh, uh,
1: I reckon they'll scratch one, Richmond, They Richmond probably need away. two
0: to keep themselves. You know, yeah, yeah this this tough. could put the nail in the coffin for their season. And At a certain point, maybe they'll uh, do what Port Adelaide did in 2006 and just put the queue in the rack, put some people out to pasture, have some early season surgery, so... They're gonna have a real crack at the no, pre-season.
1: giving it away. We're gonna bring up conversations about that later on.
0: Yeah, Look, if we had just moved on from there, nobody would have yeah. had the idea that we were giving no, anything no, we're away. No, we're
1: just you know we're getting people excited about that coming up. But yeah. they, look, they're not playing with a lot of heart. They're not. They they don't they don't seem like a happy club. And maybe we're just reading too much into what we're hearing through the media. But yes. the way they're playing, they're not. Playing as a unit in the same way they did last year, which is they were so selfless yeah. and worked so hard for each other.
0: But they don't have so many of their best players. It's hard not to see that how it's broken down. They've missed Sloan pretty much the entire year. They've missed Brody Smith, who gives them run off half back for mm. the entire year, and he's not coming back. They missed Brad Crouch the entire year. Like, there's so many key players. Tex Walker's missed games. So is uh, Lynch. It's been incredible how many players in this game is GWS esque.
1: And can you explain to me, or try to explain to me, why Ellis Olman was dropped? He's been he's been super super important in holding. He's averaging the
0: twenty third most contested possessions in the league.
1: Just quietly, is that? A good thing is that, That's is that a high well it's <laughs> suppose, higher than most suppose, players <laughs> yeah I suppose it's pretty good yeah 23rd yeah, <laughs> is not the most exciting number I don't I've know heard, if I got
0: dropped it's pretty impressive yeah
1: I, I, I honestly I don't understand that at all That
0: yeah no um, they're, they're John Park looked at your fantasy site and said I'm sick of this guy
1: <laughs> they're struggling for <from> midfield depth <laughs> and you drop the one player who's been lifting them I, I think that's really odd so there's something weird going on with that footy club but I think maybe one day we'll find out about it. Um and You think there'll be
0: a book written on it uh,
1: sometime in the future. Nah it'll be a buried Barrett investigation. It'll be a reveal all. On interview. the footy show. Yeah, yeah, probably. Yeah, that's what'll happen. I'll be pretty excited about that. And uh, nobody will watch. It. How about your boys the Hawks? You're you're not a big fan, but uh, that's a that's a pretty impressive win and your your other boy, Sicily, who you, do you like him or not at the moment? I, um, I don't know.
0: I'm sort of torn. Like <laughs> He's in my draft fantasy team, which ups the ante a lot for having to like him.
1: I'm... That's the only reason you Oh, yeah, no. I like
0: still despise him. Um, it's also the fact that he's moved to halfback, so I don't totally feel like I lost the argument I had two years ago. You did lose the argument. Give up on that.
1: You're not giving up he's on He is better it. than Mason Wood. He is an excellent, excellent football assistant.
0: I haven't seen uh, James Sisley single handedly beat Sydney, just Adelaide. <laughs> yeah,
1: exactly. Mate, it's, it's not just his intercept mark, which is impressive. He's kicking his kicking is bloody beautiful Yeah,
0: no. He, oh, his use of halfback back is incredibly impressive. I don't know. I think the same I've thought about Hawthorne all year. Apparently, they've got a fantastic run home. So They've got a crack. It's like
1: North Melbourne stand, yeah. Maybe
0: even better than that. So, they're a real shot to run into the 8th. It's probably between North and mm-hmm. Hawthorne for 8th in a lot of ways. No. Um, but, yeah. They're, they're what I thought they were for... Since about round four, really, they're okay and they're old. I heard that they're I, front I, I, They, they, for they Sloan. will make the eight, okay. they
1: will make the yeah. Eight. You back them in? Yeah, I think with with their draw and they're playing some pretty decent footy.
0: I don't know. They lost to Brisbane, so I don't think any games are shooing for them. I suppose that is true. That's uh, true. Yeah, I just think yeah, they're apparently front runners for Sloan. So if they get him, it changes the equation a little bit. They get a lot more uh, midfield firepower, but mm-hmm. without that. I can't see them improving much. So, yeah, they're at least a big fish away. And then I think they've got more room to go down than they've got to go up. But anyway, let's move on. Moving
1: on. Two votes. Uh, all, this game probably just faded a little bit out of interest. But they are free to Carlton by 57 points. But it would have been. At halftime, that was one of the more fascinating 77
0: games. to 7 with no goals kicked by Carlton. I was enthralled by the first half. It was a training drill. They didn't, like... And he put... Any effort in defensively that
1: that footage of Sam Rose chase when they ended up kicking on the goals where there were about three free yeah. plays in the goals where it's disgusting. That that is that's actually the worst thing I've seen mm. on a footy field. And I I supported Melbourne through the Mark Neil era. <laughs> I saw a lot of lack of it. You're a few.
0: I thought uh, effort was never the problem with the Neil era. It was uh, just no lack could, of no. Eventually
1: and... they realised they had no game plan, so there was no point even trying. Okay. <laughs> so the effort did go eventually. They, they My mistake. They didn't like the bloke either. Uh, but that that was astonishing, that, that chase from him. Oh, that, that, that is the most disgraceful thing I've seen on the footy field.
0: Yeah, it was pretty abhorrent. Um, yeah, I don't know what Wayne Carey would say about it if he calls Alex Rance's diving disgraceful. So uh, it, there's just no excuse for the way they played. Well, do you think there's pressure should be uh, that should be applied to Bolton?
1: I don't. No, I don't. And you know I've always thought he's a good coach, and I, I think we saw enough signs for a while that he is, but the wheels have just come off. Like yeah, it's, it's just, weird. Uh, what they're playing, and I've, I've heard all this commentary during the week about I don't know what they're trying to do, what their brand is, etc. We had a really clear idea of their path mm. for a long time, what they were trying to build. It's are trying to copy Paul rooms early. Yeah, but like, of course they're not they're not going to look like you have any idea what they're trying to do at the moment because they're just so out of form and so low in confidence. They're not even trying. When, when a team isn't putting in effort... Mm. You're never going to have any idea what their structures are meant to be because they're not going to be going to those structures.
0: Yeah, I think the best uh, the best argument for keeping Bolton around is what would you get by replacing him with, say, Alistair Clarkson? You can't actually turn this team into a good side with a better coach. So why would you bother sacking the coach? But you can't do him... it.
1: You can't do it quickly.
0: Yeah, but like the list is a problem. Until the list improves, no coach is going to get anything out of that side. Yeah. So why would you sack the coach and not give him a chance to develop along with the list? And if you get to a point where you expect more from the list and think the coach is underperforming, then you change, and the guy's got a pla- the replacement's got a platform to mm. build on. Like, if they sack Brendan Bolton and replace him, they're doing exactly the situation they brought Brendan Bolton into, which is a list devoid of talent, yep.
1: and a club in shambles, yeah. and. And, and just, what's the point? And their, their rhetoric has been so consistent around we're trying to rebuild, we're trying to build a team for the future. We've got a core cool group of talented kids, which they do have. And we've got a coach who's trying to teach them, you know, defensive habits. And then we're trying to build layers on yeah. top, etc. It's been so sort of consistent. And I think if you sacked him now, it would just, it would gut the club even mm. more. They've got to have some stability for those kids to, to build into.
0: Yeah, and Reese Palmer... I tweeted about the lack of culture at the club. And if you sack the coach here, you don't give yourself the chance mm. to establish one. So, yeah, I know, moving on to Freo, though, really <laughs> positive signs. Their last few weeks have been pretty good. Um, the Adelaide win, regardless of Adelaide's form, for a club like Freo is a good win.
1: No, I mean, I, I, I honestly, I'm quite excited about Freo. And then they're a team who've managed to stick... I think there was a bit of pressure on Russ Lyon last year and they decided, Mm. we'll keep the coach. It's about rebuilding the list. We've got to get the players in there. And they've got a lot of talented kids. They've got a really good top end of quality footballers, good leaders around the club. When you
0: start with probably the best player in the league or at least one of the top two or three, it's a lot easier to do these kind of things. And the only one they're really going to lose that matters to them is Sandy. and
1: And That matters a lot.
0: Yeah, but they've got a pretty solid replacement in Sean Darcy. What he showed last year was adequate and he's young mm. so they're not going to go from Mason no Mason Aaron
1: Sanderlands to yeah well early Mason Cox they're not going to have that massive drop off and he, he Darcy played in the um, in the Waffle this week oh, he I, think, did yeah, right? he, uh, I read the old the old AFL website talking about the oh, second the, the, yep. the, the mix thing yeah and uh, yeah I think he had like Forty odd, maybe it was fifty hit outs, and supposedly played really well. And he, like when he comes in, it doesn't feel like there's a big difference to when Sandy's in because they play such yeah, a similar style. It's in incredible
0: run. how similar they are.
1: Yeah, they they look the same. So uh, yeah, that'll be handy for him, and they're looking pretty good. The Dockers, but anyway, we should uh, move on to three votes. Do uh, you have anything to say? No
0: why would I? Am I
1: supposed to? I don't know. You just look like you're upset I was moving on. But anyway, three votes. Oh, I was just uh,
0: taking a sip of my beer. <laughs>
1: <God>. <laughs> three votes. Port Adelaide defeated the Western Bulldogs by 57 points. So to those teams we say... Gold jacket, green jacket, who gives a shit? Yeah, this was a pretty clear gold jacket, green jacket. Port Adelaide yeah, were good to watch. Yeah, country mile. They, they were really good to watch. It was some really sexy footy, but they weren't up against much. The, the first quarter, the dogs were horrendous. There was just no... There was no proactivity. There was never any period of time when you thought they're really going here and they're trying to do something. Right from the start. They just they looked like they were happy to just kinda of chip it around half back, try to rebound slowly and just keep themselves in the game, it felt like. Yeah, they the weren't trying is, to win it.
0: The only real story out of out of the game is the dog's injuries. And it's an unbelievable list of injuries from one game. But
1: they're a pretty ordinary team, so it's not like it affects the season. When you saw uh, the bond go off as well, it was like... Yeah, apparently oh he's been God. cleared of
0: a, uh, an M- uh, ACL, but uh, he might miss anyway with... bond, really? yeah. I thought he was fine. Okay, Yeah, no structural damage, but apparently he's really sore.
1: Bond out, McCray out. Oh. McLean's
0: apparently a chance to be out. Oh, Eastern Wood out for the season. Yeah. I say, I'm looking forward Gee. to North's percentage.
1: <laughs> You'd be a pretty miserable Western Bulldogs supporter this week. That, that's really Yeah, sad. I,
0: I think to cheer myself up, I'd have to put a tape of the uh, premiership on.
1: Mm. There's uh, not much shine coming out of this season. The way Port played at times, it was a little bit Harlem Globetrotter-like. <laughs> oh,
0: A bit like the 2015-2016 uh, the sides, where they were just
1: dominant when they were playing well.
0: Well, oh yeah, we're no, I'm, not, I'm not referencing <laughs> no, specific um, I was like,
1: What the hell are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, no, but it was just, um, it was moments. It wasn't so much the slick ball movement mm. that they've had in the past, but there were just moments. It's just what the hell is going? On? Like Robbie Gray, obviously, with you know picking the ball up behind his back and I gotta
0: say Wingard's been a good move into the midfield. Absolutely, he yeah, has been. <laughs> all results so far, he's 30 both weeks. I think he's just. Been tremendous in Absolutely. there.
1: Absolutely, and Polex two goals from the boundary line. Some of the stuff was incredible. I mean, what Wines is
0: hitting real top form, and he's yep. just re signed, so no more weight on his shoulders with that either. It's a yeah, it's a really positive sign for Portland. Again, apparently they've got a pretty easy run
1: home, too. Yeah, well, I mean, we haven't had question marks on Port Adelaide about their ability to beat bad teams. Mm, so yeah, true. Maybe don't get too carried away, but yeah, they, they do look good. Their best is very, very good.
0: Yeah, no. <laughs> It's it's the same they've we've seen for the last few years. Although they got off to a slower start this year with their brand of football, it's starting to really click into gear. And hopefully for them, it's a more solid base for them to play this kind of football, having sort of beefed up their midfield a little bit and made it a bit more uh, a bit more stable. And instead of just having that flat track bully uh,
1: moniker thrown around, all it's the just quickly bringing Melbourne back into the conversation. How big is this weekend, Friday night? In Adelaide. Scott,
0: we don't do tips on the pod, so I can't. I'm not going to discuss it. It's just, how
1: big a game is that? That's an eight-point game if I've ever seen
0: one. Yeah, no, it's massive. The winner, Melbourne, Port Adelaide. Oh. The winner just sort of really cements a shot at the top four. The loser has to fight a lot more. The winner's the de- winners, think.
1: definitely in the eight a chance for the four. The mm. loser is borderline eight. That's how big it is. I
0: think you're the only ones that have the borderline eight. I think the poor straw's pretty easy. Are
1: they on the same amount of games as us?
0: Yeah, yeah. With the same amount of games too.
1: Yeah. Big game, banjo. Big, big game, game, big game.
0: So let's get to our first segment. So we're doing
1: segment, are we? Oh, that's why we yeah, don't yeah. have enough games. It's a bit too. awkward with the buy games. Yeah, I get that. Now,
0: this pod is going excellently to start with. Uh, we're going to K and Corns. We'll start off with the uh, the one week source from the media and. This was your suggestion, so why don't you take it away?
1: Well, I had to do a double take on this. Our favourite show, Access All Areas... The number one abs- footy show in the country. It's an absolute staple. We watch it every time. Jimmy Bartell's not very good.
0: It's the second best footy show of the decade, minus Access All Areas with Gary
1: Line. <laughs> <laughs> You're an idiot. Uh, but he, he starts talking about Adelaide, Jimmy Bartell, and he effectively said they should take... Well,
0: yeah, he apparently has very high opinions of this uh, South Australian crop. In yeah, draft. he
1: said they should give up on this season. They should start resting a few players because there's quite a few South Australian players in the top ten in this draft. It's
0: like, what is, there's probably three. Um, one is guaranteed to go number one, and it's there's no Adelaide could lose every game by a hundred points from here on out, and they wouldn't be able to get him. Then there's Isaac Rankin. at who might be around the top five mark, and there's one other guy who, I forget his name, around the top five mark. And yeah. Don't they have your pick as
1: well? Uh, yeah, yeah, I suppose they Yeah, would. and I think, yeah. I think
0: they, they'd be able to trade up and kill those
1: guys yeah. anyway. But, if but that, really that's not it. my criticism. It. My criticism like, it's a very controversial thing to say. you like, refuse to use the word tank, but he mm-hmm. effectively did say it. And you know my opinion on tanking. But having been a Melbourne supporter, it simply does not work. It is the dumbest thing a club can do. I've
0: got to say, though, is the difference between tanking from here and just getting some injured guys a chance to really rest and lead into the next season and doing what you did for the entirety of I don't, know. Of well, I don't game. think we tank from round one. Well, you came pretty close. A few we just years.
1: We, uh, Towards the back end, we started you, getting a bit experimental. You've been
0: belted the entire year up to that point, anyway. You didn't really ever have to tank.
1: We did, no, no, no. We I, we didn't tank from round one. Well, we tanked from around this point. I think. I mean, we were so bad by this stage. It's Adelaide can still make the eight. It's absurd. Like Melbourne were literally in a position where it was impossible to even play finals. Yeah, and we were awful, and we decided to tank and. It made some sense at the time, but that was still the dumbest thing I've seen in football.
0: Yeah, games, it also me? set you back years. It just set us back about
1: five years doing that. And now this are suggesting you have a team who played in the grand final last year. Talk about killing culture. And the culture's already in trouble at that club.
0: Yeah, it's pretty ridiculous. You'd think they'd want to really band together and try and show something. Exactly. To back the try to get, the get season, themselves some confidence build next into year. 2019, but... No, Jimmy Bartel, the doyen of list management that he
1: is, has decided that they should tank. It's it's a very, very long Chris Pelchin in the, the Jimmy Bartell these days. He's, he's, becoming a, he's becoming a new cane. Bit I of suppose. a Gary
0: Bacchanara. Bac-
1: Bac- 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 <sighs> Why Gary Baconara? Bac- 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 Bac-
0: and they both wrote articles in the Herald Sun or Fox Footy talking about how smart they were when. They've had a lot of things backfire. It's just a little reference to myself.
1: Shocking reference, Ben. Anyway, my cane corns or yours? Uh, We're
0: going yours because mine's a much bigger goal that we need to discuss properly.
1: Okay, well, I've led into it a little bit. But I think Robbie Gray, I think you can make a very strong argument he's the best player in the competition. He has been very consistent for five years. Has the most skills or is the best? I, I'm going to go with best. And he, I think it's a factor, yeah. Oh, buddy maybe in his different sort of explosive buddy way. But in terms of like silky skills... Yeah, he, he's can second behind Sean Higgins. Yeah. No, I think he's <laughs> clearly number one. Some of that stuff he did on Thursday night yeah, is
0: freaky. His agility no and dude, change of direction is insane. And,
1: and his ball he's handling. Crazy
0: good, as some commentators might say. But no, yeah, he's a freak. But he's not number one. I, he can't carry midfield in the same way that five dusty... I think he Our would be board, in the top three
1: stoppage players in the competition. And he's also an extremely good forward. Um, if he plays deep forward, if he plays high half forward, any of those positions, he's one of the better ones in the comp. I don't think he's quite a top three stoppage player. I think he, his creativity in a stoppage. Not many players do that. No. I, I reckon Pendlebury can do that. Bont can do that. That sort of creativity. Yeah, but saying he's
0: one of the top three most creative in a stoppage is different from saying he's one of the three best. Because the best midfielders in competition very often do it in a different way. The guys that we traditionally throw in the best midfielder argument, Dangerfield does it through pace and power. Five, just brute force, Dusty, the same sort of thing. He does it in a different way, which does make him stand out, but I don't think he's the best.
1: Can I just say this? If Robbie Gray played for Collingwood, Oh. How much higher would we rate him? Uh, I think incredibly we. Affected. I think we would talk about Fife, Dangerfield, Martin Gray. I in think. Saying, I, I honestly think. In that. saying that, though, Pendlebury's probably been underrated his entire career. Uh, no, he hasn't. Everyone got around Pendles for a long time. Yeah, but he's probably been underrated the last five. I reckon his last five, he's dropped off a bit. To be honest.
0: Yeah, maybe, oh, maybe. Mate, Robbie maybe. If he
1: were in Melbourne, he would be heavily in the discussion. I do to have
0: to give you a shout-out for taking the Cane corn segment so seriously you decided to throw in a port uh, port call that was overly positive in true spirit of the man, <laughs> so uh, well done. Mine, though, mine is, to be honest, more Damien Barrett than uh, Cane Corns. The entire AFL executive should be sacked for <laughs> the incompetency they've shown over the entire, no, not year, 10 years. They've been shit for so long. I thought when I was what four the hell I, are you,
1: What what are we? What are you what, saying? What Did good you explain, decision? Explain any of what that?
0: good decision has any a person in the AFL leadership made <laughs> oh, in the last ten years? Come on, mate. The fixtures fucked. <laughs> the MRO is fucked, and it got worse from when it was the MRP. What well, the state of the game? They're about to butcher it and change the rules fifteen different ways, which is an awful idea. What have they done? Well, even the AFLW, which is great, they're about to ruin as well by putting stupid conferences and making it five games a year.
1: I'm going to say something a bit odd here, Banjo. It's not an easy job, what they have. It's not as hard so as they made much, a look. There is so much attention. That you can't get it right. The fixtures... That'd be so hard to get right. I agree,
0: but the core, principles, the core principles that they've put in place are just wrong.
1: Equalisation has been a massive success. Okay. Massive, massive success. There you success. go, they've done one. And
0: they fucked up everything else that actually has do to do. Dude, what do it you again. think
1: of free agency? Do you reckon that's a success or a not? Fail? The way
0: they've run it, they could have done it better.
1: It goes against tradition, but I think it's probably where the game will inevitably end one get day there it had eventually. To get there. But I don't think Modernize they had, the
0: game. I think the compensation's bullshit. The fact that you got picked two for Frawley is ridiculous. <laughs>
1: hey, Frawley <laughs> I Frawley's not that Australian. Up. Up. The man. fact
0: that we didn't get a good pick for Daniel Wells is ridiculous. The fact that uh, long <laughs> got picked twenty-one for Motlop is ridiculous.
1: <laughs> So who are you gonna put in place as the AFL executive? Obviously there, Scott, me. The plebs on, for the me plebs on footy Is army. Is that what you're suggesting? The
0: plebs on footy army. Ask like the three listeners we have. We'll do it and we'll do it better. We'll, well run look- a lean, mean operating <sighs> machine Look, I've criticised you in the past. You can be the judge to be the MRO.
1: (laughs) I've criticised you in the past when I've gone with bold enough calls. I mean, (laughs) this one's quite bold, (laughs) sacking the entire (laughs) AFL executive. I think think if Kane Corns went out and said this, I I think that would be quite Kane Corns. I am
0: sick of their shit, Scott. They're not good at their jobs. Oh, and right. Points, they have having... a hard
1: job. They're... They made some mistakes, yes. They've but... made more mistakes than they've gotten right. It's a bit corrupt, that's it. <laughs> it's
0: a, a bit lot a corrupt. They also all went to the same high school, which is fucked. Anyway, let's move on.
1: Who's they all? Everyone on the AFL executive went like to the same high school. Like 50% of them went to Xavier. Is that true? Yeah, you just no, pulling that. We we'll well, need our fact checking. It here. might not be
0: 50, percent but an abnormal percentage. All oh, right, whatever. Gil went to Xavier. Whatever. 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 Went to Xavier. <laughs> Simon Lethlean, who uh, got protected in the boys' club after having an affair, went to Xavier. He got
1: sacked. He got given another job. <laughs> oh, come on, he was.
0: You he got with Vicky. Campion. They actually
1: followed your suggestion. On Bill,
0: uh, Gill, Gill McLaughlin, practically Barnaby Joyce, Simon Lethlean. <laughs>
1: Got him, oh. got him another job. Oh, Banjo. Anyway, got you move on to some footy?
0: <laughs> yeah, sure. Sydney defeated West Coast by 15 points. I'm pretty happy with that.
1: <laughs> <going>. <laughs> You're a strange man. But uh, good result for the old Swannies. I was watching this game early and I thought to myself, the secret to this game, the uglier it is, the oh, yeah. more chance Sydney have to win. And it was an ugly game of footy. It was... Tight and contested. There was a lot of skill errors early on as well. I thought Sydney's handball game was quite off early mm, on. There was a lot of West Coast and fumbles. West Coast, for
0: the best kicking team in the league, just didn't mm, have that either. Which I
1: wonder, the, the smaller dimensions might just get that into the a bit. That and
0: missing Darling. Two pretty big factors yep, in absolutely. screwing up their ball movement.
1: And they didn't lose any friends, West Coast. I mean, they, it was no, a game that was played completely in it. Opposite way to how they would have liked the game to be played. And they were, there. And they, were they were pretty close. They weren't too far off. And I, I said before I was impressed with West Coast against Hawthorne that the way they wanted to play was taken away from them and they adapted. Mm. I think they adapted here as well, but it's pretty hard to beat Sydney at their own game. Yeah, and it was just the night Sydney had made for them. No brass
0: for, uh, for West Coast also made yep. that McGovern actually had to play on Buddy. They didn't have another option, which... Takes away so much of what makes them good defensively. Not having the intercept marking really cuts down their options. Mm-hmm. Brad Shepard isn't doing what he was when the Weagles' Web was at its peak. They're not really in getting the old those. Web. They're not getting those smaller guys drifting across. It is significant. This, so this enough.
1: is this is a, a, a current criticism. Just the, with the players out at the moment, it's not a criticism of West Coast overall. Is no, that? no,
0: no. It's just yeah. without Barass, at take playing almost the Asprey role and mm-hmm. taking. The, being the body defender, it, McGovern doesn't have the freedom he normally has and he uses it so well. And when they have their team, it works fantastically. There's no criticism yeah. to be out of the stretch. They're a very good defensive team. It, it just got sort of butchered a bit with Barras out. Yeah. And it, it happens. And they didn't adapt poorly, really. They lost by 15 points mm. to a good side that apparently won't make the eight. <laughs>
1: And that, and that hurts the way they move forward as well Because if you're not intercepting Then it's not as easy yeah. to get those short kicks going And to move their way out the field You like don't have, have to that
0: do. broken play Which is the easiest way to score Turn, Scoring from turnovers hmm. Is by far the most efficient way to score Because the opposition hasn't set up their defence And without McGovern Taken across high along the half-back line in, They were turning the ball over deep When they hmm. were getting turnovers And I think that really affected their rebound
1: so, they were a little bit right for the picking, and you know, eventually they're going to lose one after ten not, in a row. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> having not lost a game since round. It's one kind of hilarious to Sydney that it as well. was. Yeah, both yeah. Sydney,
0: but oh yeah, no, West Coast are impressive. They they haven't put a foot wrong really. Losing to Sydney isn't a shame. No, mate. no, not at all. If Melbourne lost to Sydney, I don't think you'd be particularly worried unless you got flogged. Yeah, yeah, yeah so, exactly yeah.
1: right. Uh, Sydney beginning to convince, getting close. Getting yeah. close. Yeah.
0: I still have my uh, "don't lose the North Melbourne" rule a little bit, but they're doing the same thing they've been doing for five years. Exactly. It's they're there, they're hard. I still question whether they can get it done at the really pointy end mm-hmm. because of the. It's almost a lack of polish. How would you describe what they don't have? There's not. There's not a
1: lot of polish. Yeah. it's it, they are very workmanlike, very blue collar. It's it's not it's not attractive. They like to make the game as ugly as possible and to just force the ball forward. And then, Buddy's the only real sort of form of polish and yeah. finishing that they
0: have. What I'm starting to realise is though what they lost with sort of Hanabry's pretty severe dip in form. Yeah, it's kind of replaced to a certain extent with Heaney. Heaney's different, playing very well. different player. But the linkage that Hanbury was able to provide along the ground and through his mm. run, Heaney sort of mimicking that through the air. His overhead marking's insane. Mm. I, he's so strong with his hands. He's—it's actually like a really good. I've, a lot of the best midfielders in competition are so much stronger overhead than you'd really think. Danger's really good at it. Five is Fife, excellent. Yeah, and there's, it's just sort of becoming a trait you start to see with the top end guys. Yep.
1: Yeah. And Dusty's not a great mark. He just no, I mean, he's ground he's, and he's kind ball. of
0: bunny-like in
1: the way. Yeah, he yeah, does yeah, yeah, craft. yeah, Exactly right. Um, yeah, it's,
0: yeah. I think that's been what's kept them.
1: And, and I suppose something what you got to say about him is, I mean, yeah, as you say, Hanabre's been well down on form. Kennedy's had some good games, but hasn't been at his best. So much more Parker probably the same. He's been inconsistent. He's played some great games and some average ones.
0: Kick Godley, so you too.
1: their best players have a bit of improvement in them. So you look at it that way, and it's looking a bit more positive. I just the thing which sticks in my head with Sydney. Is that final against Geelong last yeah. year? And building up to that, they were unstoppable. They, every game they just got on their terms, and they were so consistent throughout mm. the year. And you thought, gee, they're a real chance to go all the way. And they got flogged by Geelong. Geelong just possessed that the was ball.
0: Two years in a row, wasn't it? They got out thrown out by Geelong. Was it Geelong the previous year? No, I don't think it was. It was a bull... No. They lost it a to GWS. Then... No, completely wrong. Don't worry about it. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Grand final. <laughs> yeah, of course. Um,
1: yeah, but they just overpossessed it. Geelong just kept the ball off them, stopped them from playing that contested, ugly sort of way they wanted to play. And I, mm. I can just see that happening in finals again. And then just just being a little bit short.
0: Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with that. They're a good side, but their list isn't talented to the point where you think they have to win the flag. Like, do you, do you look at their list outside of Buddy? There's nothing that really makes you go, this is their window. They've, Some got, guys they've are got a, a core cool group of very, very good midfielders. And yeah. again, a lot of them are out of form. And most of them are probably on the past side of things. Kennedy's true post-prime. Hanabree seemingly is. And what well, Parker should be right in it. And Heaney's getting there, Mm. it hasn't really quite found that balance. you think
1: those players should still have a few years of good footy left in them, if they find their form again. I'm starting to question Hanabry. He's been out of form for like three
0: years. Nah, he'll come good. He'll come good. He was Uh, a damn good player, Hanabry. He was. I 100% agree with that. It's just been a while. Mm. Anyway, let's move on to what, for me, was the most surprising game of the round. I watched the first three quarters of this, and was like, great tip, Rory. Pat (laughs) on the back. Came, looked at my phone half an hour later after I'd gone to the pub, and St Kilda had beaten Gold Coast by two points out of nowhere.
1: Can I just ask, who's leading the tipping now, Banjo?
0: I don't recognise
1: this competition.
0: I got a six out won.
1: of six this week. It was a tough week of tipping, and I pulled through, and really good tip by me, never in doubt. Never in <laughs> doubt. And we're always going to yeah. win at St. So Kilda. 40
0: points down with... Twenty five minutes going in the third quarter, didn't have no, you on no, the edges. I seat. knew what
1: would happen. I could just see it. Jay Gresham would kick a free goal from the boundary line with a minute to go. I could just see it. How good was that goal though? Like It, it was really there goal. was one little pocket of space in the entire forward fifty. Fantastic like set play. Brilliant by the Ruckman to get it into that space. And but even Incredible if you were a goal coast, you might be a little bit like, uh yeah, we'll give them that. Like they're probably not gonna care. That's a goal the shot we want them
0: to have. Yeah. That's the space you leave. Not open, but that's the space you're trying to Probably they either. should
1: have had a player in there. But they like, should have had that's some not too pressure. Too bad out. having some having it, you know, in the pocket. Mm. And, but it took, some, out. It took something special to kick the goal and a special last quarter performance by the old Sanders.
0: Yeah, no, I stand by my assertion that uh, Jade Gresham is the one I like the most. he's really yeah, good to watch. I uh, he is. I think he's a sexy footballer. I'm willing to just, I'm willing to put him in that category.
1: Yeah, he wouldn't be in the top handful, but he's no, got a bit of sexiness
0: he's, about it. He's in the sort of the I B like grade that. sexy list. Yeah, yeah. But I like that kid. Gold Coast though, <laughs> they've scored two points in four last quarters. Yeah, that is weird. That's, that,
1: that's and that's been going for a while now. Yeah, um, <laughs> four weeks. I do think, like, if you were a St Kilda supporter, would you be happy or not? I think I would have been a bit upset. Like they were flogged for three quarters by a team who are looking really, really poor at the
0: moment. Yeah, it's it's rough being a fan of either of those sides, and I know fan is probably can are there are too many. Can the goes, yeah. Can't really pluralise that one. But um, no, it's that was not a. It was almost a lose lose game. That if it hadn't have been so dramatic, I don't think St. Kilda fans would have been.
1: Yeah,
0: if they'd won, would have been ten, relief, wouldn't it? If, if they'd be won by ten points, and they'd sort of led by two to three goals. Yeah, day. Yeah, yeah. I think you'd just be, be like, "Oh God, we're bad." Yeah, because they got the dramatic win. There's a little bit more spark, and you get, you hope for them that it turns into a bit of belief in the players, and they start to get because mm. they were. <laughs> They've been bad for 20-odd rounds, but for the first half of last year, they were fine. They weren't good, but they were fine. Oh, they weren't a bad team last no. year at all. But you you just got to hope for them that they can find something. Anyway, let's move on. <laughs> Unless you got anything else to add?
1: No, no, nothing major. Nothing major. Well, Because we're talking about Rich later, aren't we? Yeah, we've got, yeah, well, we've got like here.
0: six different questions <laughs> on that. <later>. So, <laughs> yeah, okay, so, so we're going to skip ahead. Uh, we're going top five. And by top five I mean top six. We're doing the So oldest... you haven't
1: brought the top five back this week. I gave you a great idea for a top five this week and you're still bloody sticking with Stop your you contri- did... it's not a top five. There are six of them.
0: Stop <laughs> your contrived indignation, Scott. I came here and you had prepared your top five in the first time ever you'd come to the table with something already. Prepare mine for next week. You'd... Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Look at the look at the motivation, the quality of this Top Mate, 5 segment. It's as called as well. I and,
1: finished exams yesterday. <laughs> and,
0: and you only gave me the idea for the Top 5 about two minutes before we walked in here. So start with that. Start with your bullshit. Mate,
1: every bloody media outlet does a mid-year All-Australian team. The Top 5 was something unique. Set us apart. No one does a top five. No, no that certainly not box. Chris Judd. Very creative. Uh, but anyway, go ahead. Yeah. Who are you got? Uh, so we're doing our mids for our Australians. Yeah, we'll go to the centre line first. So start up- with the wings. Did you realise next week we're going to have? It's going to be a top ten because we're going to have to do a forward line. No, out we're of the doing top four the week after to balance things. Scott. Isn't the week after we're out of the buys? Uh, whatever. So you're wasting four weeks of top fives. I'm not happy. But anyway, uh, on my just quickly. Wasting is interesting,
0: given every time I come home to, to call this pub, we spend 20 minutes trying to think of something. I have planned four <laughs> weeks of top fives, and you are giving I've me this... I've got
1: about five good top five suggestions, and you're just wasting yeah, those chances. Yeah, because it takes so much But effort. anyway, let's stop bickering. <laughs> <laughs> on my left wing, <laughs> I've got uh, Jack McRae. I've decided to chuck him on the wing. I know he's not really a winger, but he's probably... Yeah,
0: he's a center-squared midfielder, and he's pretty good yeah, but at it. There, I but, um, think... But my... He's the closest to a winger of someone I feel... Comfortable putting in the All-Australian outside of another guy who's set a square midfielder. Yeah, my
1: on-ball brigade are absolute
0: balls. <laughs> so, <laughs>
1: so, McCrae can get, just get pushed out to the wing and yeah. he'll move well and move to space I've got well.
0: pretty similar. McCrae is my winger. Who's your centre?
1: Yeah. Uh, my centre, you're not happy with this. I know this. We discussed this earlier. I'm putting Paddy Cripps in. I think what he has done in an awful team, single-handedly carrying them, winning contest... He's the best contested ball player in the comp. He has been... Utterly unbelievable how good Patrick Cripps has been, and for a kid as well, it is astonishing. I think he should easily be in the All Australian team.
0: I have real queries about his impact on the game. People talk about Tom Mitchell's impact as Get, though he just doesn't he do anything like with the ball. 30
1: contested possessions, yeah, game. And either
0: handballs it sideways or butchers the kick. He's not. His disposal no. is
1: poor. Oh, he's not a great kick, but his hands are all right. He's no,
0: pretty good. But they points. don't go any... There's no forward thrust. He doesn't generate anything. It's always... He crabs ah. a lot with the ball sideways. It's just... I don't, I don't think his ball use is as damaging as what it should be to be an All-Australian. He's a, a good, great young player. What about the
1: standard there. he sets, though, for a terrible team?
0: If you're setting a standard, you'd hope they would do something, Scott. He's... There's no oh, following. Mate, what the he has done, what he point. has
1: done this season's unbelievable. I have Nathan so Jones much never for
0: that, man. Nathan Jones never deserved to be an all Australian team.
1: Don't give Paddy Cripps his spot. Cripps is better than Jones ever was. He is. That's Cripps true. is an absolute star. <laughs> I believe you. I just don't think he's quite in North nah, Australian. No, nah, you're a
0: grown-up. I Tom Mitchell as my setup. Yeah,
1: okay. Well, he's in my team as well.
0: Because
1: you're not going to argue. Yeah. Do you want to say anything about him? Or no, we'll wait gonna... till you. We'll he gets a lot of the football. <laughs> uh, on my right wing, <laughs> I've got Andrew Gaff on the wing. And again, he's not quite a winger, but he spent a lot of time on the wing. And if you put him there, he's going to perform pretty well
0: there. Yeah, no, uh, the exact same logic. What he's done to his game to step up has been incredible. It's been great to watch, though. He's, he was always very good. Yeah, well, he was on all Australian two years ago. Yep. He's, uh, might, he's a fair bit better this year, so he should be
1: there again. Yep, rounding his game out and very impressive. So you go on the ruck? Uh, yeah, I mean, we know it's Maxwell going because he is a champion. Look, he's pretty good, but he's
0: only been the second best ruck no, so you No, you're not telling me. You're not putting Maxwell I'm
1: not putting Max. Oh, away. you're just trolling. You just run a bit of controversy Scott, if, on the pod. Done, you know he's the best Ruckman in the comp.
0: If I'd done this last week, yeah, you could have accused me of trolling. Oh, but yeah. I didn't do it last week. I did it this week. and I've just watched he him get off absolutely week. destroyed off week. by the all-Australian Ruckman. He has been Grundy. consistently
1: better than Grundy. He's a more all-round Ruckman. I
0: haven't he's, seen Max he's he a get far, 30 touches. Far,
1: you like tap Ruckworth. He's a Far better tap rockman. Well, that, that didn't bear out on uh, Queen's birthday, did oh, it? I don't think Granny's tap rocking was great. He just kind of neutralised the contest just... and they won the clearances. What's, well,
0: how else do you judge great tap work other than getting significantly more hit out? But than, it wasn't like sexy tap, tap work that he did.
1: He just... He, he was very competitive. Yeah, right. Right? He
0: was just better than Gorn at yes, the Tap. Point. He was.
1: Gorn had a bad day, but Max is a far better tap ruckman. Which is I don't, don't
0: think you can, I don't think you I don't think he can argue Max with this Gorn selection. Is, I think this is the least controversial selection we'll have in the entire All Australian. Tap Gorman is
1: clearly the best Ruckman in the comp. Uh, my yeah, I've got Tom Mitchell as my was it a rover, a ruck rover, or whatever one. Ruck rover.
0: So the fact that you've put Tom Mitchell as your ruck rover shows how Con- shows the contempt you have taking this segment. Do
1: you think there's a difference between a single and a rover? He should be
0: a, a rover. rover, not a ruck rover. Oh, sh-
1: what is the difference?
0: Explain it. Right. I've got a six foot three behemoth in Nathan Fiverr's my Ruck Rover. He's a guy who could, in the old days, got third man up. And he's a part time ruck. Mate, they play in the I, same position. They I, start in the centre square have and do the, the same thing. I have flexibility. I've got my backup ruckman right there next to him, giving him moral support. <laughs> and that's why. <laughs> That is why Grundy will be a better Ruckman than in my team than Gorn will be in yours. The kind of support he's getting. Yeah, all right. Well,
1: <laughs> I've got uh, Fife as my... Yeah, and uh, he's standing a little bit further no away, not this. Uh, right, oh, it's exactly the same. They're, my on-ball brigade is Cripps, Mitchell, and Fife. Now, that is that is a... They are balls.
0: Yeah, right? I've gone a... A similar type player in a better team. Oh, you haven't. I've gone haven't,
1: not. You are a selfie you are a biased <laughs> piece of crap. You are not putting Cunnington in your team. Cunnington
0: who broke the world On record. On the field.
1: I mean he did sneak into to the bench. Cunnington if he's who lucky. broke
0: the world record for uh, contested possessions this year. Is a fantastic overhead mark and is the number one reason. North Melbourne is you the number one, race. number one converter of uh, goals from kickouts it's, it's down to his overhead marking ability in the kangaroos crossing as David King likes to say no, he's a fantastic footballer and deserves his place there just because the uh, the <laughs> the plebs no the landed gentry of the MCC can't trek over to Etihad to watch another football team play and understand what real good footballers look like I've
1: watched North games oh
0: not without your can I just gun.
1: point out to you that Clayton Oliver wasn't on my field he'll <laughs> but I, because I'm not a by his Dickhead like you are You're a disgrace No, nah,
0: That you're is a, that is the All-Australian midfield I'm,
1: I'm, getting you're just, I'm getting
0: sick of you You're just you're lucky North I Albert put crap. Sean Higgins on the half-forward How line. are Didn't they good? <laughs> yeah, you're just lucky to put Sean Higgins on the half-forward line Didn't have two midfielders in there
1: Yeah, he's going to be on my half-forward line as well Oh, is um, he? Oh. Yeah, I wasn't happy about it But there's not a lot of good small forwards But anyway, that's the next week discussion
0: Oh, I'm just so how Can we fast forward? We're going to beat the Bulldogs by 100 you points. Can and you're look, no you can look
1: forward to next week.
0: Let's get to the game of the round, though. Richmond defeated Geelong by 18 points. I don't think this game proves that Geelong can't beat Richmond, which is the most important takeaway for me.
1: Yeah, Richmond, they're really frustrating. not the right. they're frustrating to watch in the sense that it always feels like the game's on and it feels like the other team's in, mm. and then they'll just. They'll just do something ridiculously good out of nowhere and just finish the job. And, and they'll do that, like, twice.
0: Their um, breakaway speed is fantastic through their Mate, line.
1: that passage along the boundary line yep. where, they, where they socketed it along twice and Caddy whacked it on and then Rioli got the run-down tackle holding the ball, that just sums up Richmond. It's not... It
0: shouldn't have been a free kick, though.
1: I probably agree with you. But it was a great passage of play, and it, just, it sums Richmond up. It's just... It's, it's not pretty... Yeah, there wasn't a
0: real possession there. They didn't pick the yeah, ball up and deliver and a later. And part. they just
1: get it done. It's just clinical. And they do it so consistently. And watching the first quarter, the last quarter of that game, early on you thought, this is a real contest. And then that happened and there was another one where I think Edwards got a clearance. Yeah. And then just banged it on the boot and had a man on their own in the forward line and they just ran it open goal. And it's just, all of a sudden the game is over. Mm. And it's just, they're just so good at finishing the job.
0: Yeah, you've got to sort of just admire their ability to kill a game really quickly. They've done it to how many teams so far this year? It's been yep. phenomenal. They're, they're a bloody good They just side, put the foot
1: down and it's just the game's done.
0: I don't think, the, on the flip side, I don't think Geelong played particularly well. And To be honest, neither team played particularly well. It wasn't a great game of football. It was mm-hmm. in the wet. And I don't it was think intense we saw, but ugly. Yeah, I don't think we saw the best of either side here. Mm-hmm. But I think for Geelong to be able to because they got blown off the park in the qualifying final for them to have a significantly better performance and I know it's half the crowd and not the pressure of a final but it, it looked good Ablett was good again Selwood was pretty good Dangerfield something's wrong though he's I don't understand how little they're playing him yeah as a
1: midfielder he's yeah. got to be carrying something I, I think I'm, I'm almost certain he would be yeah um, a n- bit of analysis I heard from our uh, old mate Gary Lyon about the game. How- Can I just ask
0: why you haven't taken full-on credit for this like we normally do?
1: No, I don't. I, I, I never do that. I never steal other people's stuff. I always It's always from SEN or Access Orleans. <laughs> That's about Which it. Which is
0: pretty much an but SEN offshoot.
1: Gary on SEN, uh, he was talking about how he thought the difference in the game was early on they put Dangerfield deep to bother Rance and he took yeah. Rance out of the game and it worked so well for Geelong and Geelong killed it. For that a little the first period quarter of time. was
0: excellent from Geelong.
1: And then Richmond decided to put Flostone back. And yeah. he played that sort of rants role and stood in the hole and he thought that was the turning point of the game. It's becoming a real thing of modern footy, isn't it? The idea of those important defenders and how to manage them. I, I think there was clearly... Yeah, you clearly, don't play
0: them on a man if you
1: can. There, yeah. there was clearly an effort for McGovern as well. Yeah. Um, for them to you know try to distract him and take him mm-hmm. away. And that was real big battle of the game was... Can you yeah, get him away from the intercepting and impacting the game? We're seeing it every week with Rance. That's like kind of a new tactic in the game is how can yeah, the you defensive handle, forward. Yeah, the intercepting defend, uh, defender.
0: Yeah, it's a weird sort of strategic flip that I didn't expect to see, but yeah. it's quite effective.
1: It's pretty important. Keeping every, Rance accountable every is
0: huge. Poor, yeah, every poor game that I've seen Rance play has been when somebody's almost tagged him and then tried to work off him it's not been, I'm going to play as a forward and let him dictate
1: where yep. he goes. Yep. It's, I'm yep. going to
0: be with him. And then when we have the opportunity to really give a pinpoint
1: pass, mm-hmm. then I'll do my work on the ball. Yeah, on the ball. And it has to be a dangerous player to make yeah. Rance think, Oh, I can't leave Dangerfield in the pocket. Mm. If Dangerfield leads in the opposite way, like you've got to go with him. Um, so that's, that's a really good coaching battle there. <laughs> like mm. adjusting to what's happening on the day. Yeah. It's, sort of one of the
0: only coaching battles you really see directly match-up-wise these yeah, days. Yeah, But no, I didn't jubble, so the reverse full forward almost. Yeah,
1: yeah, exactly right. Uh, but anyway, do you
0: have any more to say on that? Ah, oh, no, not particularly no Let's that. move on, because we are in a chance of getting under an hour It's going to be so
1: very proud, although we have a lot of questions. We do have a lot of
0: questions, <laughs> most of them from Pooch, so well done to him for... Firstly, what's
1: the segment name? Don't forget it. It's
0: Poochie's Mailbag. Good. Uh, where every week we ask for questions from listeners. They send them in and we read some of them out, but not Matt Curry's. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Uh, so we're going from the big dog, the big Zanik, Poochie's brother. Okay. Uh, did St. Kilda's win delay the inevitable? Ah, in so here's the, is the question we've been The for. inevitable being Richardson's dismissal.
1: Probably. <laughs> Probably, to be honest. I don't... that. It feels a lot like Mark Neal's win against Essendon where it was you see him celebrating on the boundary line and so like this big relief yeah. moment and then you realise that you beat Gold Coast and you know, they're not any good and you'll yeah. probably get flogged again next week. And I think there's every chance they'll get flogged in the next game and then the heat'll be straight back onto him again. So yeah. yeah, he saved himself for a while.
0: Delaying the inevitable is probably a good way of putting it. He's in a got lot of you trouble. in two weeks, so yeah, that, that, could,
1: that could be a hundred points. It could be grim. <laughs> and he's the heat is straight back on him. So yeah. yeah,
0: I think then he might get saved by the idea that you do a Richmond or a Collingwood and you rebuild the coaching structures around him. Mm. And like, let's be honest, if we're talking about Carlton not being Bolton's fault,
1: do you really blame Richardson for what's going on at St Kilda? I mean, he, who knows? Who knows? We do so much guesswork with who's a good coach. Unless you're actually within the yeah. four walls. Who knows? I, I'm never that impressed when I hear Richardson talk about the game. I, mm. I don't know. He doesn't... He, he goes... He's on 360 with uh, Chris Scott. Chris Scott comes across as a lot more intelligent. He, he, just, yeah. he speaks a lot better and a lot clearer. Um, but again, that's that's media. Who knows? He could be a great coach. Yeah, know.
0: Exactly. I'm just going to ignore the next question, because that's just Pooch patting Richmond on the back. Uh, where does uh, Sean, Bu- Sean Burgoyne rank in the best Indigenous players of all time? It's a bit poochy question. It is another pooch question. That's a
1: good question from the pooch. He's been he's been a fascinating footballer. Berger. He was absolutely Linden. Uh, we well, haven't used that in a while. <laughs> yeah. five. He was completely Linden at Port Adelaide. We thought his career was okay I like completely... how something you
0: haven't used for ages you don't feel the need to explain. <laughs> <laughs> the segment we have every week. Oh, that uh, must oh be they'll explain. figure it
1: out. Linden done. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Um, But, yeah, he he was completely gone. And he's come back and, like, he's played nearly 200 games for Hawthorne. That's incredible. And obviously... That is so much
0: more than I thought he was going
1: to play. And he's such a... He's just always an important cog. I don't think if you read his resume, apart from the Premierships and the games, I think he might have been All-Australian once. Yeah. Uh, Best and fairest, I'm not sure if he's won any. No, um, no. But he's always extremely important to his team. And he's done that for 350 games. So... If just players of all time, I he'd he'd be right up there.
0: Yeah, I find it hard to rank players I never saw. But this guy's like Polly. Polly like, Farmer, yeah.
1: Uh, a lot of people say he's the best player ever. Yeah. So like, Newman passionately says that.
0: Long freak, he never saw a room player yeah. really. So it's Bucklehead from North at revered by my dad, so they might have been good. The Cracker Brothers type stuff. But so I don't know where he ranks there, but mm. out of the players I've seen, he's below Goods.
1: He's below Buddy, obviously. He's below Buddy.
0: He's, uh,
1: he's below Andrew McLeod, I think.
0: Yeah. He's probably below Betts. I disagree.
1: <laughs> no, Bear Goyne's better I honestly don't think Bear had a better In career terms of a
0: cheap, a better career.
1: But Betts' career's not over, but... Yeah. I'd i take a Bear Goyne over a Betts. Interesting.
0: But, like, they're pretty close, regardless. That's about the tier he's in.
1: Yeah. yeah. He, he's, he's probably just off that
0: top handful. So he's a great but not sort of in all time yeah he's, no, he's so. not yet. he's
1: not in the top the top A plus sort mm. of he's, probably, he's an A but not an A yeah. plus he's probably and obviously he he's
0: below Lindsay so um
1: <laughs> and below Liam Jarrah <laughs> 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 and Austin Wanamir <laughs> Awesome. What don't movie. forget that
0: name. <laughs> okay, here we go. Now another question along the same lines: Who is in the worst position? St Kilda, Gold Coast, or Carlton? Who would you least like to coach?
1: Gold Coast. I would least
0: like to coach. It's hard to turn chance. them around. I think.
1: Yeah, because they don't have the support off the field as well. Um, I, I really feel sorry. I think for they've
0: the got. I think they've got the best talent there. Like I, I think, out of anyone's list, there as it currently is. Oh mate, their but talents not, not, are gone. Not assuming Lynch. Like, including Lynch, I think they've got the most talent. Really? Lynch is a dead set gun. So is May. Yeah. Still right, right. Their midfield, David Swallow's good. Like, who? what do these other teams mm. have?
1: Oh, Carlton have have Crips. <laughs> they, and they have a lot. They've got like a Weedering and they have a lot of talented sort of kids coming up.
0: I'm very cold on Weedering, to be honest.
1: I think I he'll
0: come good at some point. I, you, I think he'll come good, but I don't think he'll come great. I think Liam
1: Jones is a decent defender, and then March Bank's been really good. Plowman's not too bad in the back line. Charlie Kernel, of course, is what everyone talks about. I think Ed Kernow in the to
0: A lot of average.
1: There, uh, but I think they have a lot of players who could like. I think a Patresky Seaton has the potential to be. An yeah, I agree. Yeah. he has been disappointing, but, he but could like Gold Coast have
0: Jack Martin, who's that yeah. plus talent. Yeah, like I think Jack Martin is more a more talented version of Patresky Seaton. Mm-hmm. I really like Kalimachi for the Gold Coast. Actually, He's,
1: you like all the Gold Coast players. You love Gold Coast. Well, what about some Killer? Where do they sit? They're, uh, I I wouldn't be a massive fan of coaching them either because I, I feel no. like it, they're going down. For I mean,
0: outside of up. Jade Gresham, who've no, I think they're in the weirdest spot. I think they're the team that you could get the most immediate success out of pretty quickly in my mind because mm. I think they've got a lot of players who are sort of. AFL quality in a solid age grouping in the way that neither Gold Coast or Carlton have. They don't have much growth that I see coming from those kids. I agree with you. I I see a lot of it as just more of the same.
1: Yeah. Sort
0: of getting to to 12 wins on a good year.
1: And I don't think you try to get immediate results. You try to rebuild the list, which in some ways that means they're behind the others because the others have already started
0: but then again they could take the approach that sort of Richmond and North Melbourne took when they were about 9th 10th for a few years right at that 2010 period mm-hmm. and try and bring in some extra players from the outside hit your draft picks and
1: Richmond do you, you think that would be enough with their listers at the moment secured? Kilda bringing two or three ready-made players yeah,
0: in the same way So North had their version of Rewalt Walton Montagna to do that with and Richmond had Martin, Koch, and Rewalt, and Rance to do that as a yeah. prime grouping. And I don't really see either option there for them because Stephen is just not enough. and Yeah. There's just not quite that there. But I'd almost try and get a couple of kids in by doing that, hitting some like fifth, sixth draft picks, pick fives, pick sixes, and then moving on and going again and trying yeah. to Yeah, so not a complete up instead of dropping off because I like, look at Freya they got Adam Cherry with pick five and he looks like a star Yeah Jaden Stevenson looks great at pick six Yeah, yeah, you can yeah. get It can happen yeah, You yeah. can get excellent plays and it feels like pick one you have to go key forward half the time which mm. is an ineffective use of a draft pick I would not take a pick uh, key forward number one overall unless it was like guaranteed to be buddy at this stage It's so hard to get an effective amount of Worth out of a pick one of the key four. They just don't seem to
1: work. But yes, the keepers grounded. My answer's Gold Coast. <laughs> yeah, same. Too. I would. I would least
0: like. I think the point Gold of the Coast. question was to uh, go on stupid tangents. So, so let's move on. I want to leave the best question to last. So we'll get to it. Uh, thoughts on the AFL changing stance on umpire touching midway through the season after setting precedent precedent earlier I don't think Dusty should get rubbed out I just don't think they should change the rules midway through the season that's from Charlie Charlie always
1: tracks his own opinion at the end of the question yeah, doesn't he he
0: very much takes his cue from Kurt but I actually forget to exclude Charlie's opinion <laughs> when I take his <laughs> question
1: well I mean they, they, they literally did change the rules it's, it's actually ridiculous you, how if,
0: Dusty got off
1: if you hear what Michael Christian said he's like well, as a group, we decided we're going to interpret intentional as meaning... was like dismissive and aggressive or something as, like as that. As meaning not intentional. Yes, something exactly other than right. And, um, it's like in when the some word ways, came to mean literal and not literal. I prefer that explanation than the previous one of it wasn't intentional because he wasn't touching the guy. Because there, they're... they're, it's, they're in that situation, mm. they're trying to say we're following the rules yeah. and saying something which makes no sense. Well, at least now they're saying we've changed the rules and this is how it's going to be interpreted yeah. from now on. However, Michael Christian doesn't have the, <laughs> the right to be changing the rules. No. That's not his job. So that's not. It's not good. That's and not a well doing it halfway system.
0: through the season after you've suspended multiple players for touching no, the. No,
1: umpire. no. But on his on, if that is the how intentional mm. is interpreted. I think all of the decisions have probably been right. Hawkins was a bit... It was a, I, I, it was very soft, but it was a little bit of a protest. Uh, the May one, he got off because he, he wasn't protesting. He was just mm. kind of explaining actions in the same way Dusty was. The bum tap from Willy Rioli, that, that was the right decision, not rubbing yeah. him out on that basis. Um, I don't know. And sh- Kerno was pushing him away in like a... I struggle to sort of see way.
0: how he's yelling at the umpire about a the decision then shapes up and gives him a nudge is not...
1: But uh, he was, excru- he was excru- but he wasn't nudging him because he was saying I disagree with you. He was explaining something. Uh, I don't know, I don't
0: I don't I don't see how he got
1: off there. No, no. I thought he'd get run down. You probably should have, and they'll definitely <laughs> they change. The name. Know, they they'll
0: change the rule properly. They next couldn't year, have sure. number one and two missing out on the brown low. Yeah, that, yeah, that yeah, might yeah. have had a little reason to do with it. Anyway, we're getting one from uh, your mate. Apparently, didn't know you had those that I didn't know. But we got oh. what about Andrew Brayshaw, Adam Cher <laughs> and Ed Langdon become quite possibly the greatest midfield trio to ever play the game? That's from Damien.
1: Can I just quickly give a little anecdote toe that? <laughs> Damien to begin? This bloke was he was. Brought up as a passionate Collingwood supporter, his dad is one of the most passionate Collingwood supporters I've ever met. He was just a dead set, flat, one-eyed Collingwood supporter. In about grade five or six, he just all of a sudden says, "You know what? I barrel for Freo now." And we all thought he was taking the piss. The guy's now like 24 years old, and he is a passionate Fremantle supporter. And the it's main an incredible re- turn The around. main reason he changed teams was because he loved Paul Medhurst. He was at Freo. The next season, he got traded to Collingwood. And he's stuck with Frio for some reason. Uh, but anyway... When
0: you told me that, sir, I did not believe it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no. He's I
0: still a, don't believe
1: he's, it. He's, he's a hilarious fella, old Dana.
0: Did you have our first interview, bring him on and ask him about the thought
1: process? <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't think he could explain it. He just likes them. Like, <laughs> oh, I do, but I like Melbourne more. Uh, but anyway, we talked a bit about them last week. That they, they have a really good young list of kids. I think Cher is looking the best out of those three. Although langdon has been very, very consistent and very impressive.
0: Yeah, they've just all they've hit on all of them. And even Brasher, who we were less high on, he looks good. Yeah, he looks. Oh, for a first like, year, he it's looks definitely a tick. He yeah. looks solid. And yeah, I've just I find it amazing that he didn't include Fife there. Oh <laughs> uh, no, they're the, they're the young up and down. yeah, but he's going to be there for another five, oh. seven years. Five, he's not going anywhere. Daddy you not
1: know, like a, a Darcy Tucker. I reckon he looks alright too. Does look and okay. I like Blakely, who's still pretty young. They've. They've got a lot of good kids in there. I'm excited about the doctors. Yeah, mate.
0: and I think most exciting for them, Cox looks okay up for Tabby yep.
1: looked okay before he got here. We hurt. talked about Darcy as well. They've, yeah, got, they've, they've got, got a real got, call this building there. It's it's good stuff.
0: <laughs> yeah, uh, just keep baffling on while I get the question. last question up. There we go. Um, so this is a very important topic that we take very dearly, and probably we're not going to keep it under an hour because of it. So <laughs> what's more impressive, the St. Kilda comeback against Gold Coast this week or the fact that... Or Pooch placing the hard tag on a Queensland girl look, This no, is a big announcement We are a family on the Plebs on Footy podcast <laughs> If you contribute we will shout you out Because look, you want one of four listeners And this deserves a mention The big pooch has landed himself a missus Unfortunately it might mean he never comes back But who knows We keep our fingers crossed I'm not happy
1: He's, he's getting an enormous head already
0: This girl can learn to wear a coat So maybe he will come back
1: what? It's quite oh, great. oh, Okay, yeah. But Poochie, he gets a, a big head quicker than any human being I've ever met. Takes and his head is
0: growing. Can you, can you. Doesn't even do anything to earn the wicked. What's it? What did what? It's got to wobble on. Can
1: you say what he said to you? Oh, this uh, is unbelievable. This
0: is beyond borderline insulting. This is a flat out disrespectful comment. I, I, I... He pointed out to me that the status relationship change upload on Facebook has more likes in our Facebook post
1: he's been our most loyal listener from the start. And he, he gets a woman for five us. minutes, and he disrespects us like that. That's that's a disgrace, Pooch. I think we should get rid of his. We are
0: long time friends. You have no no proof that she will be a long time girlfriend. Yet.
1: <laughs> oh, Jesus, mate, don't say that. But look, I, I can. When he comes back down to Melbourne, I think he will struggle to fit through the door. His head will just be enormous, and it's 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 very much worrying me.
0: Yeah, and look, we did some investigation, and uh, I'm just gonna say, I think uh, she was a bigger contributor to the life pool than Poochie. So I think we <laughs> are still going, taking you, buddy, take taking for a run for your money, Pooch. No, so I, don't get too I reckon. Far send
1: of in. What do you reckon we should rename the segment to? Because Poochie is not loyal anymore. I've we named it
0: after our uh, lost producers of Time immemorial. Memorial.
1: <laughs> <laughs> now, why do will come back though. He's loyal, unlike the Pooch.
0: Oh, I can't believe he, just he likes did that to us. Alive. Uh, I think that just about wraps us up. We're just you- over an <laughs> hour. Oh, no. I would have I come under two if you hadn't said that. But anyway, thanks for listening. Have a great, I don't know, week. <laughs> come back next week.